Welcome back. Episode 68 of the Drunk Friend Podcast. As always, we're your host. I'm Trav. That over there, he's Alex. We do the Nest Friends and the Snest Drunks there on the YouTube, and we come together for drunk friend action here on the old podcast waves. And, uh, man, Alex, it's getting uh, out here in Virginia, getting a, a tidbit nipply. Getting a little nipply. Now, out there in the desert, nipply. are you experiencing any uh, any change in the weather? Uh, Barely. Um, I mean, it still doesn't rain ever. Uh which is both good and bad. I miss the rain. Uh, and plus, when it rains here, it, uh, it the, the air has an interesting smell to it uh-huh. because it's uh, breaking the breaking up the uh, topsoil. I guess there's like a layer of bacteria or something like that on on the topsoil that uh, you know, when that breaks, it causes this like really earthy smell. Is it bad? Happens. No, it's great. Oh, okay. It's really like refreshing, like earthy type. I was say because I mean so I can you know typically you know you can usually smell rain, but I mean if it's if it's weirder than usual, that's yeah, yeah. it's much stronger than any place else I've been. That's so, cool, which is cool. Well, yeah, it's, I like it. It's uh, in the 30s here right now, which sucks, dude. Right now, yeah, I don't like it. I like it. You don't not that. Yeah, you like the heat. I'm well. I'm an iguana. I'm part iguana. Yeah. And it is, uh, well, let's see, the high today was uh, 64, I think, and it is 61 right now. <laughs> wow. Well, it's still, yeah, it's still um, daylight there. It's dark here, uh, fair to say, but it was a high of 50, which is, man, that's still nipply to me. Every, every, yeah, I know, the, the Albuquerque's made me a total wuss, where <laughs> uh, even like the tiniest cold or the tiniest breeze, I'm like, yeah, I'm cold, I need a scarf, but um Ooh, actually, yeah, it might be when I walk the dogs tomorrow morning, according to the forecast, it'll be as low as 39. Huh, serves you right but, out there. Yeah, you get too yeah. used to the to the nice. Well, well, you know, I don't want to make this just the old man weather podcast, but <laughs> I. <laughs> you ever just eat a tomato? Oh, I love it when you go there. I love it. I do sometimes actually do that. Uh, <laughs> I have a run coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh oh, and uh, it's a it's a twenty five k. You remember when we had Tara Mildenberger yes. on here? She got yes. me. She lured me in. She said, "Oh, you should do it." And this was like last June when I'm still like kind of distracted by the pandemic. And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do whatever. I'll run whatever." But now it's getting close. We're like a couple weeks out, and I'm like, "What have I done?" Uh-oh. I practiced a little bit. I ran like twelve miles the other day, which is like three and a half short of where I got to do to finish. So I I have like some confidence that I won't die in the middle of this thing. But what I don't want to happen is because it's in the middle of November in a in like Maryland, I don't want to I don't want to be cold. Which is how, how weird is that? Like I, now I'm to the point where I don't mind doing the running. I just don't want to do it while it's cold. <laughs> so you have to go all the way to Maryland. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's where she lives and where it where it is but oh, uh, right on i thought you know you know have you have you ever tried those like performance fleece things those like zip up th- those are pretty solid those are handy yeah uh, i uh, i do have some things but usually like i'm usually a wuss to start like i'm like oh i don't even want to get out of my car to practice or just get warmed up but usually like after like a mile or two i feel pretty good and i don't want to do like hmm. yeah, this is way too inside baseball but now my thing is like because it's like a 15 mile course i don't want to be running with this like fleece i'm going to like throw off my body into the woods and lose because i'm like oh i got too hot so you need uh someone out there then that um uh, uh can run with you yeah and can, and can i need can like take your stuff like a, like molly python and the holy grail i need the guy behind me to do the clippity clop <laughs> while i run <laughs> And just toss the fleece at him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at uh, your the chat log here, and you ran 11 miles 
uh, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm was calling it, it twelve, week? but yeah, that was eleven. That was that's fucking crazy. And your 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 pace was good. You're like ten minutes thirty seconds. Not too bad. You yeah. burned like an entire day's worth of calories. Right, but it was I mean uh, it was perfect weather. It was like seventy degrees on the nose, and I ran like. Um, a, uh, a trail that used to be like a railroad so basically flat a few ups and downs and this is going to yeah. be like an outdoor trail maybe in the mud she sent me pictures from last year where they're like people literally running through like knee-deep water because it rained a lot that week before and so Damn. it might turn into like a survival thing where i maybe i'll be a marine when i'm done i don't know <laughs> well best of luck to you i'm sure you'll do fine yeah, uh, you. I, it, I mean, based on your stats here, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not exactly Nate Silver. I can't oh, thank, do a yeah. projection on how how you're going to do. Nice uh, but I do have a prediction that you will uh, you will you will finish and you will feel awful afterwards. It, it, you will you will want to die, but you'll be glad you did it. I, I'm hoping that's the case. And what you know, the thing is, when I did the the 12 or the 11.6 that you're seeing there. I basically proved to myself there that, oh, this is possible. At least I won't die. And that's where I'm at in life. At least I'll, I'll do it. I won't <laughs> die. Uh, so that's good. But there is a cutoff. They're like, they sent an email out uh, earlier this week that was like, okay, you should be at a point now where you know how you're going to do. If you don't think you can finish this in like four and a half hours, don't come. It's like, okay, I think I can finish four it. Four and a half hours is their limit? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what if like for the last seven miles, I'm on a gurney and somebody's pushing me? <laughs> watch out here comes the slope (laughs) hold on (laughs) but yeah that's uh that's what i'm looking for too so we got weather out of the way we got exercise out of the way we're vamping a little bit here but hey we're having fun i i'll I'll throw another announcement out uh i'm I'm taking a break from the podcast i'll be back in december you know i'm a little bit like wyclef he was gone till november but i'm actually leaving in november i'll be back in december yeah what what am i gonna do Ah, you'll find you'll find some you know what regrettably you know, we talked about this today. I'm like, hey, I need a little bit of a break. Uh, I should have, I hate that I'm going to be missing episode 69. Because, I, re- I mean, it, what a It's going to be special. It's going to be special. We're going to make sure. I know. God. It's, it's, well, it it's going to be, be crazy. Better be um, Yeah. It's, it's uh, how can it not be? It's going to be the nicest podcast <laughs> ever. So, and it's literally just you saying nice things about, you know, every video game that you used to hate. And that's that's where it'll be nice. Uh, that would that would be terrible listening for the audience. No, that, <laughs> like, that what is a not nice what podcast. Oh, <laughs> Alex really came around on a few of those. Uh, but no, no, just just so people know, the podcast is still going to be here. I'm I'm just going to be. Yeah, I, I'm 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 uh, I have plans. Oh, good. In fact, there's a plan in place that you don't even know about yet. Fuck so, yeah. all right, yeah. great. So I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Is it to just kick me off entirely? I didn't sign off on that. Oh yeah, that's that is the plan. Damn it! Yeah. It, it is to get you replaced with a very cool guy. No, I'm just. Oh kidding. wow, really? <laughs> Bow down. He was just the first guy that uh, that I thought of off the top of my head. But, I mean, he, uh, he he would be great. Little unhinged, but he's awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, people will be like, "Oh, thank God, no one's going to bring this podcast in with the fucking weather for the next month," which is great. And you guys are welcome for that. In the meantime, though, we, we, we made some uh, we made some videos. That's what we do. And uh, you've been putting on those power moves. Putting on power moves. Oh, my God. That freaking game. You want me to say nice things about that you game? You got to say a nice thing. No, I'm kidding. No. That game looked like ass. No. No. I, I got to say, uh, it was nice being able to work in a Bob Seeger joke into that video where it's, uh, you know, it's you're better off renaming the game Night Moves. 
yeah. and making it a fighter about uh, just give the main guy a beard and, and make it a, a Bob Seeger one-on-one fighting game. At least it would stand out a little bit. That's true. Yeah. And then Otherwise, that game is crap. You could always fight against the boss. <laughs> ah, oh, man. These jokes, they write themselves sometimes. I, I suppose they do. Sometimes they do. But this is a game that's like, uh, I, you know, I'm still not even sure it exists. That's how, like, off my radar <laughs> it is. I see it, but I'm like, I don't know. Is that a real thing? That's because, like, we were conditioned as kids to just ignore titles like this and ignore covers I've never like even this. seen that cover, dude. And just it's it, it just in one year out the other it's it doesn't exist to us because it's so painfully that's how generic it is. It's like you cannot get more generic than this game. So Terrible. as a result, uh, you can, <laughs> as a result you end up uh, completely forgetting it exists. I never saw this game either, but uh, yeah, I've never seen it. I was I'm like, curious oh. is it uh, is it collectible in some way just because it's rare or something? Probably not. I don't <laughs> think so. I hope not. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody spending money on I know, this game. That's what I'm worried about is someone out there is looking for that with, with their wallet open like, hey, man, you got those power moves? I've been looking for it. <laughs> you know, it's gross. It's pretty stupid. It's also on the Genesis? Um, hmm. What's that? Is it, uh, is it also oh, on the yeah, Genesis? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's called Deadly Moves on oh. Genesis, which is a nicer title. Uh, I think so. You know, you think that yeah. was a Nintendo thing? They were like, oh, we can't have oh, Deadly. Oh, for sure. We've got to have the power. Yep. Interesting. And the game was called Power Athlete in Japan. What do you think is a better title, Power Athlete or Power Moves? Man, I gotta say, Power Moves is a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, power, power Athlete would at least like you know pique my interest with like Power Athlete. Like, what the hell kind of titles? Or <laughs> if I see Power Moves, I'm just like, no, get away from me. Get, I don't want any of your Power Moves. That's that's lame. It's power Athlete. I'm like, is this just a game about Jerome Bettis? Huh. <laughs> big hurt frank thomas yeah is that couple, is that is that what this is a couple yeah. power athletes there yeah well yeah. you know speaking of athletes i did a video on shinobi uh the nes port as you might expect and uh not as good as the arcade but i will say not no. terrible <laughs> fairly janky yeah fairly janky it's it's a weird amalgamation uh where tenjin atari sega Nintendo all joined forces. Yeah, I know, man. They... I didn't even know this game existed on NES. Oh, really? It's, it's yeah. a weird find. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird, you know, combo of those three companies that, like, not even the blink of an eye later were... I mean, they were already kind of hating each other at that point, but it's just weird to see them all, like, in one little spot, legitimately. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. It doesn't look that... It's... it's Based on your uh, video, it didn't seem that bad. It just looks kind of boring. Like, there's not a whole lot... Like, like of all the Shinobi... Of all the ninja stuff, it didn't seem like you do a whole lot of ninja stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, well, the arcade it's, is kind of like that. Like it's it's not a game where you think you're gonna just run around doing super fast ninja stuff. It's it's very methodical. Like you have to take an enemy at a time, yeah. and and I think that that's kind of like what's at odds with it. I think the sequels did a bit better job capturing that the ninja ness and maybe the ninja uh, ninja Gaiden influence. Uh, yeah, up there Revenge too. of Shinobi. And yeah. Shinobi three for sure. But yeah, I mean it's but, it's not that bad. I, I like it because it's uh, beatable. Because <laughs> oh yeah, a, a lot of those games, uh, like the only redeeming quality is like, well, hey, at least I can get through it, you know? <laughs> like yeah, and that's kind of what it has going for it. So I don't know if you want to beat on the on the old NES, you could always try the Shinobs or the Shibrobi, as I've been saying uh, all day. <laughs> Shibrobi. Yeah. 
play some Jim I do like the gag uh, where you're at a cafeteria fighting uh, what appear oh, to be dolls. I was proud of that. That was a great. I thought that was a perfect way to describe what yeah. I was seeing there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the letter from Richard Richet <laughs> or whatever, whatever that's supposed to say. What is up with that? They showed that same thing every time. What is going on? I, I thought I was like, yeah. oh, maybe it's just they didn't, you know, I, I, let me go look at the arcade original, see what was going on here. Same exact thing. Nonsense. You can't fucking read it. Like, why even put that on the screen? What is going on? I don't know. That's a good question. So stupid. Yeah. Weird. Oh, and the cl- the clear screen attacks are hilarious, too, because it, it looks like uh, your guy is about to do... He, he does a lightning attack, but it really looks like he's like Spider-Man and he's going to like sling a web somewhere or something. It just looks goofy. Yeah. And it's not... They're not really necessary because that part, or the, like the side-scrolling parts are the easiest parts of the game, but that's when you are like uber powerful. And it's like, okay, I don't really yeah. need a clear screen on this. You can't use them against the bosses and you can't, the ninjas on the, in the cafeteria, you can't, you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> uh it's frustrating, but they, hey, that's the NES for you, baby. I'm here. I'm out here doing the hard work. So y'all don't have to tread lightly with Shinobi. You probably won't like it. Yeah. That means you, Richard Richet, Richard, Richard, Richard. whatever the hell your name is, um, yeah, and I uh, also did a two D a video on a two uh, D platformer, uh, Stimpy's invention for Sega Genesis, the one Ren and Stimpy game that the Genesis got, and uh, as opposed to four on the Super Nintendo. Oh, wow, there's and this four? game is actually yeah, there's four, and they all came out within like eighteen months of each Holy other. Freaking yeah, freaking stupid, and they're <laughs> all bad. And the Genesis game, though, is fine. It's pretty good. It's 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 got some in, inventive stuff, uh, interactive stuff between Ren and Stimpy, even playing as single player. Uh, you can do some tandem moves. Uh, not power moves, but tandem uh, moves. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good for what it is. You know, it's fine. It's I hate it when people barge into the comments, though, and they're like, this... This game sucks because it's right. It's you know this isn't as good as Shinobi or whatever, and it's like it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with it just being a regular ass game that's you know totally fine. Yeah, people have no no middle ground. Everything sucks or yeah, everything, everything is, is either yeah. the greatest or it sucks. Yeah, yeah, or, or they 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 they'll veil fine with it's meh. I'm like, oh, you mean it's fine? Yeah, you mean it's you mean it's average? <laughs> yeah, like it's. It makes you feel better to say it's mad, but it's it's just average, and that's okay. Yeah, uh, I, the only Ren and Stimpy game that I have actually played was on the Game Boy, and it was Vdots, mm. and it was terrible. And so, uh, I, just to add to the pile, there's <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I didn't know that one got a Game Boy port, but everything got a Game Boy port, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. That's true. So this this is very likely the only Ren and Stimpy game worth playing on Earth, and you you have it here, you found it. I wonder if Shinobi got a Game Boy port somehow. Oh, I think it. <laughs> or Shin- pretty sure it did. Yeah, did it? Here, let me let me see it right away. Oh, Revenge of Shinobi got a Game Boy Advance port. That's kind of interesting, but it doesn't look like the original Shinobi got anything on the original Game Boy. Oh, okay. All right, cool. At least not that I can oh, see. Oh, you know, I was thinking that's... of um, the Game Gear. I have uh, the Shinobi on the Game Gear, which is which oh very yeah, that game is one of the best Game Gear games. It's pretty too. Solid. That's a solid. That's a solid game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the uh, the old Ren and Stimpy there. Well, you know, twelve percent isn't bad for a franchise to have a good video game. You know, they they got one in there, so good for them. Good for Ren and Stimpy. Twelve <laughs> percent. I don't know. I don't know. Quick That's math. Terrible. I don't know how many there were. Uh, all right. Well, hey, speaking of percentages, we're going to be playing a quiz here, thanks to our pal Jono, who sent us an email with the headline "Quiz Time." 
So he's like basically sitting in emo's like, hey, you guys entertain me with this game, which is fine. We enjoy it. He says, good day again, <laughs> drunk friends. After the death metal quiz a while back, which thanks to Rob for that one, uh, Robert Ring of uh, Class Gaming Podcast, he says, after that death metal quiz a while back, I was reminded of a quiz I made for some friends that seemed appropriately similar. And he gives us some instructions here, but basically the, the gist of this game is death metal title or PETA quote. PETA being the organization that uh, I guess you could say protects pets or animals. But, of uh, uh, that's unhinged a, lunatics. Yeah, yes. that's disputable uh, how, how good they actually do. So, yeah, and by PETA quote, I guess um, just a quote from their website or something maybe they've said in an article. Is that fair? I guess, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, because he, he provided us with links for each of these. Okay. Um, I, I would say, uh, yeah. All right. It's it's kind of clickbaity stuff that they do. Okay, gotcha. So the first one here is slowly poisoned to death, which I could see how it could go both ways. I could see that being death metal. I could see that being P- PETA. For sure, that 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 does sound like it would be like a Napalm Death song mm-hmm. from like 1989. But um, I'm gonna say it's a PETA quote. I'm gonna say PETA quote too, uh, just because they're about protecting the animals. We're slowly poisoning something to death here. They probably don't like that. So <laughs> gonna go with PETA. <laughs> yeah, what's are, are we revealing the answers? Like, uh, yeah, let's reveal them as we go. I guess that might be as we go better. And so, and yeah, this, this is in fact PETA. Okay. It's mice and rats in laboratories are slowly poisoned to death. Huh. That's cheerful. Well, this is what they say. You know, we can take it with a grain of salt, I suppose, but... Uh, yeah. Huh. Well, that's sad if it's true. I'd, I'd, I'd it's much sad. rather it be a death metal song, to be honest. Okay. Uh, number two here, gasping for air. Huh. Gasping for air. Uh, that's that's not death metal enough. I, I'm going to say that's a PETA quote, too. Right. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you because it'd be like gurgling up blood for air would be a better death metal yeah. quote. <laughs> there you go. Gasping is too clean. So yeah, I'm going to go PETA again. All right, what do we got here? This is... No, this is a song by Autopsy. Oh, of course, Autopsy. So we were we overthought it. Yeah, of course, that the Autopsy classic, uh, Gasping for Air. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, a cl- it's one of their folkier ones. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh yeah, <laughs> got some great vocals in that song, you know, because they're gasping for air. Right, take the next but, one. Here. Uh, what do we got? Number number three is both eyes sewn shut. Uh, that totally sounds like a Cannibal Corpse song. So I'm gonna say death metal. Oh, man, I'm having a hard time not just picking Peta for all of these. But I also don't know in which in what case you would sew both of an animal's eyes shut. What do you? That seems like a bad thing, Peta. Huh. I, well, with that in mind, I guess I'll go. I'll go death metal title. Okay, and the answer is that is a PETA God title. Damn it, PETA. Uh, yeah. Uh, talking about. Uh, should we even say what these are? Are, are <laughs> animals used for experimentation? La- cats in laboratories. Something. Something. Oh, they've had both their it's eyes too, shut. Oh, it's too depressing to like actually go into the. The re, you know what the, what the what they're trying to get you to to click on yeah because they show pictures yeah we'll just try to get the most that we can out of the uh, URL I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, 
change the subject here briefly. Remember that uh, Alice in Chains video for Man on the Box? Mm-hmm. And that dude had his eyes sewn shut at the end? Oh, yeah. That shit was cool as hell and nightmare-inducing when I was a kid. But that was the most... Yeah, that was even... A, wasn't that a lyric at the end, too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's... Uh, it's uh mm-hmm. yeah that that stuff haunted me but at the same time I thought it was like the like, the most badass thing I've ever seen in my life so yeah that's yeah. what that makes me think of that's probably why I went huh. with uh with death metal but anyway number 4 is torn to pieces and uh, I'm just going to roll mm. with Peta for the rest of these these <laughs> 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 are so depressing this almost seems like a layup for a death metal title for me yeah um but it's like it's torn to pieces, but it's probably about some guy's broken heart, even though it sounds like you know, <laughs> gnashing teeth and guts. But uh, I'll say death metal. I'll be different here. Death metal title for torn to pieces. Torn to pieces is a song by death. I should know that. Oh, yeah. I, I love this. I love the band death. I love Chuck Schuldiner. But yeah, uh, they have great album art, too. I love. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Let me see if I even have that. Torn to pieces. Yeah, our pal in the uh, Discord, uh, Jake, who used to do podcasts with me, big death fan, has a like a ton of uh, their albums and, and yeah. Just... I don't have whatever album that is. I only have human individual thought patterns, stuff like that. Um, Heck yeah! Next, we've got turned inside out. Man, that sounds like. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think. What was the name of that song? Like. Um... Inside out, nothing but faith in nothing. Wanna put my tender Eve Six? That's an Eve Six oh, song for God. sure, right? That's death metal, isn't it? Oh, Eve God. Six. Go to some dark <laughs> places here. Uh, God, Peta. What, I'm gonna say Peta. Why? Why the late '90s torture us so much with bad uh, music? Um, I'm gonna say Peta as well. No, this is a song by oh. Obituary. Another good band. Yeah, another good band. Um, I oh. I always I used to do a really good impression of their. Their singer, uh, I don't think I can do it anymore because he had a, he had a distinct growl that was like, and it was, <laughs> it, was it almost had like an awuga kind of effect to it. He sounded like an old horny Scooby Doo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really horny Scooby Doo. Yeah, you know, like he's really <laughs> feeling himself. But um, yeah, that is a song by Obituary. So we are both wrong. Okay, now huh. here we go. Forcibly torn from their screaming mothers. That's got to be PETA. PETA. 100% PETA. And that is PETA. Oh, Primate Laboratories is the link. Uh, extension yeah. There, so. I mean, we saw that if, if you watch that Tiger King nonsense from last year that everyone got obsessed with, we saw them do that where they actually right. tear the, yeah. the kittens away from the mothers, which is just pathetic and gross and awful. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of, uh, what about immersed in scalding hot water? I feel like Pete is trying to get me on that one, so I'm I'm going to say why would why would that ever be a thing that exists? Let's go death metal title, so I could pretend that this isn't real. It is a Peta thing, and it's Fuck. uh, yeah, chickens. Chickens. Huh. It involves chickens. I'm not clicking on any of these. I'm just highlighting the URL. <laughs> I mean, if if the chicken's dead and it comes in a package from my local uh, grocer, I'll immerse it in scalding hot water all day. So I'm going to think about it that way. Just uh, there you go. Chicken. You boil Bone chicken? chicken? I guess you can. I'm just trying to get. Oh, uh, okay. Just trying to get by. <laughs> to get... <laughs> Number eight is put them to death. That's, ah, Peta. I think that's a Slayer song. I hope it seems. Well, you're right. It seems too uh, uh, obvious to not be. So I'll I'll say. Not PETA. Yeah, it is a song by Cannibal Corpse. 
Okay. Put them to death. That's a fitting title for put, them. Put, yeah. put them to bed. Put them to death. You know, it's per- huh. permanent bed. I don't know why I went there. Uh, number nine is they die piece by piece. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a death metal song, too. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Let's see. Nope, this is PETA. Cows. Talking about cows. Oh, well, I think they die in one big piece. <laughs> and then they... I mean, if we're, not the split hairs here, uh, but uh, I don't know. Number 10 is no will to live. I mean, do animals... I, I don't know. That's, that's a whole different question. Um, I'm going to say it seems like a, a big, uh, yeah, I think death metal. Cause I think that's a huge assumption on Peter's part. Yeah. So the, yep. And that is a song by possessed. I don't, All I'm, right. not, I'm not familiar with possessed. Yeah. So. not heard of them either. Huh? I feel like we did, we didn't keep score, but I feel like we did about half good. <laughs> yeah. I think I got like four, right? Five, right? Something like that. Good enough. Very fun though. Good enough for government work. Yeah. As they used I to I mean, say. it just goes to show if you're an upcoming death metal band and you're like, uh, what are we going to name this song? Just flip through some PETA headlines and you'll find something there. (laughs) Perfect for you. Just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just like Rob's quiz as well. So thank you for the email, Jono. He says, have a great weekend. P.S. Wulu Mulu is pronounced Wala Malu. Wala Malu. Wala Malu. I'm just going to go with that. I'm just going to go with, yeah, I'm just going to go with Wala from, uh, I mean, you do remember, it was probably a year ago at this point, because we're slow on emails, when we tried to pronounce Wulamulu, and we yeah. probably sounded ridiculous to him. Yeah. So, he was like, guys, I got you. It's, it's W. Lamalu. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't realize he made it worse. Uh, um, but thanks, Jono. Fun game. Thanks, Jono. Appreciate you. Um, I'll read this next one. It says, howdy from Rob. And howdy, drunk friends. I'm, I'm a rowdy friends coming over tonight. Watch Thursday Night Football. Uh, long-time listener, first-time email. He doesn't say any of that. I just made that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm on episode 50 at the moment. Congrats on the 50 episodes, by the way. The Super Nintendo was my first console growing up, and I caught the tail end of it playing games such as Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3, Super Mario RPG, Yoshi's Island, and Kirby's Dreamland 3. I stumbled upon Alex's channel this year, which rekindled my love for the Super Nintendo and resulted in me collecting a bunch of my old favorites. Super Smash TV just came in the mail. I oh, re- yeah. Yeah. I, recently, I just recently listened to the episode with State of Mercury, which I loved as a Metallica fan. If you could have one 16-bit Metallica track added to Rock and Roll Racing, <laughs> what would it be and why is it blackened? That's a great, uh, first of all, it's a great freaking question, and that's also a solid answer, too. Yeah, that's my favorite Metallica track, so it's it's gonna be blackened. That's that's my it's it's, it's either blackened or mama said. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll, ta- we'll answer this question here before we move on. I, I would, in, in addition to blackened, I might go with creeping death. I think it'd be good. Oh, good one that to, would fit in with that game really well, too. Yeah. That would sound good 16 bit. Uh, and yeah, he, sure. he goes, uh, Rob goes on to say, to ask, uh, do you ever think James Hetfield, well, actually, people, <laughs> I'd be very interested to hear Alex's impression. Boy, that's a tough one to pull Can off. Can you do it? Because um, it's, it's, see now, it, am I, am I James Hetfield <laughs> doing an impression? Is, the, is James Hetfield doing the well, actually voice? Well, actually, I think that's how you got to look yeah. at it. I mean, I could kind of combine them. <laughs> Well, actually, <laughs> oh, you nailed it. That's kind of oh, close, you nailed it. I think. 
right? Yes. Oh, I'm not man. sure if Do you that's... think he does that with, with, Lars, <laughs> with Lars? Like, you know, over what key they're in or something like that, or how many beats before the chorus, and he's like, you know, he goes off on him. No, that's how he And marks. Lars is just licking the inside of his mouth constantly, because that's all he ever does. <laughs> yeah, and rubbing rubbing his hands on his face. That's, that's all <laughs> that know, guy man. does, yeah. Um, yeah, that, I, I'm sure that's how he mocks Lars, and how he talks. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's weird to do. I'm not sure oh, if that's man. James Hetfield doing the impression or the well actually guy doing a James Hetfield impression. But <laughs> Rob goes on to say thank you for both for everything and uh, thank you for listening and thanks for all the yeah. nice words. I gotta say, of all the Robs, I mean, we have a solid Rob base. A I want to say there's like three or four that email us, and uh, I mean, I, I've yet to see a, an email from a Rob come in that had that I was disappointed in. They've all been just. Great. Well, we so, have a, we have good a, job, Rob. A veritable contingent of Robs. A, yeah, a, a legion of Robs. So. I'm going to name my next kid Rob just to ensure he sends good emails <laughs> to places. You want to read this next All one? Right. Yeah, this is uh, it's called Phone Call Speedrunning, and it's from Steve. He says, Hi, drunk friends. During episode 64 at around the 28-minute mark, Trav starts telling a story about calling a buddy to speedrun Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. I do remember that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that, 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 was, was, that was episode great. 50, like the last reference. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, just a few weeks ago, he said, This reminded me of my own speedrunning story I used to do when I was younger. My buddy was big into RPGs and MUDs or MUDs, uh, multi-user dungeons, text-based online computer games that were basically the precursor to MMORPGs. He provides a link. We'll put it in the description. But he said, so he had a set of those um, RPG dice that includes a six-sided and a 20-sided die. We would call each other up, put the phone on speaker, and speedrun levels of Super Mario 64 for hours at a time. Kudos to my parents for allowing us to tie up the house phone line for as long as we did. We would assign each course to a number on the 20-sided die, which would account for 15 of the 20 sides. And then we would assign the last five to some of the other courses, like the Bowser runs or the secret slides. Once a course was selected, if required, you would roll the six-sided die to determine which star inside the course you would have to complete. Then you'd make your way to the level or star chosen. We'd do a countdown together and press start at the exact same time. Whoever finishes first was the winner. Thanks for reminding me about some good memories that I had totally forgotten about. Love the podcast. Keep up the awesome work and have yourself a great rest of your day, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Man, wow, you guys are awesome. Yeah, you guys are creative as hell over there. You know, I'm just playing games by myself like a loser. <laughs> like a loser. And you guys yeah. <laughs> you guys are like inventing new ways to to play long distance. That's pretty freaking sweet. That's a really cool email. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, that's a good way to to randomize. I'm all about the randomizers, you know. Yeah, he's got the die out there. He's getting that as, randomizer. As long as it's not October, then then suspiciously the randomizer goes away, and you conveniently <laughs> start picking Dracula and and all this other stuff. But yeah, I mean they were they were randomly chosen at a different time. Uh-huh. That's all I'll say. Uh-huh. But uh, but yeah, great uh, great email great story, there, Steve, great email, so. great idea. Hell yeah, man. Speaking of great, coming up next, we have a guy that we've had on here before. We thought. Pretty great guest. We'll have him back someday. And sure enough, like over a year later, here he is. We got the the Bob Ross imitator himself, the Renaissance. Oh, that's doing him a disservice. He's not just a Bob Ross imitator. He's I know. He's what do a, you say? He, what do you say to No, he's an innovator. He's he's Bob a, Ross innovator? I, I mean he's in the Bob <laughs> Yeah, I mean he paints landscape, so he's gonna get compared to, to Bob Ross, but sure. he has his own, you know, unique flavor to things. Uh, And we'll ask him about that coming up next. 
Hi everybody, this is Steve from the Polykill Podcast. Are you ever sitting up late at night, wondering how your life got to this point? How you ever managed to amass so many great games, but finish so few of them? Us too. So join me and Trav as we talk about what we're playing, what we're beating, and what our community managed to beat as well. Check us out wherever you find podcasts or at polymedianetwork.com. And don't forget to hashtag just beat it. All right, Ren, thanks so much for dropping by again. It's been way too long, my dude. So thanks for making the time to revisit the Drunk Friend podcast. Great to have you. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me back. Dude, no problem. And uh, it's it's relevant that because recently there was a bit of an exchange between the members of this podcast and you for some of that sweet, sweet, sweet gamescape art. So let's just mm. let's just go there. Let's just start let's there. It. Let's just go there. Yeah. Let's let's just, yeah. I asked uh, uh, the Renaissance here uh, to do a original uh, based on the game Terranigma, particularly on the landscape of uh, the overworld. And uh, it, he did an amazing job. My favorite part of it really is, um, so, so just to give you guys uh, what, it, what it looks like, we'll put what, a, a visual of what, uh, or a picture of what it, what it looks like to the listeners. Um, there is a river of lava flowing through a, uh, a bunch of snow, a snow-covered landscape, lots of trees. There's a tower in the background. Um, there's mountains in the background. It's... The reason I picked it is because it was something completely different, both uh, not necessarily thematically, but definitely from a color standpoint. My favorite part of it, though, is the way the lava actually, like, you can see the light from the lava reflecting on the rocks on the side. It's such a subtle, nice touch. Mm. It just goes to show, that's just one small example of, like, the kind of effort that you put into your work it's 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 such a cool piece and thank you so much for for doing that no it was totally my pleasure um and yeah what, what we were just kind of talking about was you wanted to do something different and you did because the elements in the piece are things that i have kind of done before but i've never put them you know you would never have lava next to ice and snow and things like that so it was really neat to you know, it's, that's what I do. It's like, what would this look like if it really existed? Because it really can exist if you think about it. But it's just, it was neat to say like, okay, the snow is not going to be, you know, butting up against lava. There's going to be some melting. There's going to be that glow. There's going to be little shards of ice with light kind of bouncing off of it. So it was so much fun to work on it. So yeah, thank you for for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And you were able to make some prints for it. Yeah. Um, and you said you're going to start small just to see how it did. How did, Have any of those sold? There have been a couple that sold so far. Yeah. Uh, I just did a small run of five, I think I got, and I think three sold so far. So there should be at least two left in the shop. And if they run out, I'll get some more because uh, I think it's it's a cool scene regardless if you know the game or not. It's just kind of a neat scene to have up on the wall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can speak to that, actually, because I have not played Terradigma. It's, I, it's a quintet game, right? It uh, is part of the uh, yeah. It's it's the third game for it right. was uh, w- with Soul Blazer and um, I'm blanking on the name Illusion of Gaia. Right, right. Go. And th- that's a I mean the two that I've played of that series are among my favorite games on the system. So and I haven't played Terra Enigma. I didn't even know it was a Terra Enigma um, 
Gamescape until I mean until I, I read the tweet, but I was very struck with as soon as I saw it, I was like, "What is that? I gotta have that in my house." Nice. And so nice. without missing a beat, I was like trying to figure out how I could get my own. So uh, I fortunately bought one of the prints. But uh, yeah, it is. It's very striking, and I mean, it's not something you see every day. Uh, obviously, it's like you said, it's not something you would even see in like a. Uh, one of those planet earth documentaries but it's it, <laughs> it, it does something with the brain where you're like wow that's it's just so interesting and so striking so yeah we're gonna yeah, talk it, you up here for the full hour just so you know, buckle fine. in that's, that's but, i'm uh, just not gonna talk that's fine <laughs> <laughs> just trick it, it in it is great and I, I wanted to comment too that um you know we, we had you on last year and you had a number of prints already out and uh, or a number of gamescapes that you had painted and i've revisited the website since and seen a few of the updates and yep. I don't know how it's possible, man, but you're you're still getting better. It's it's insane. Oh, thank you, man. I I with every single piece that I make, I'm learning something new. I feel like it's it's the sort of creative thing where you'll never master it, but with everything you do, you kind of you either draw from something you learned before, no pun intended, or <laughs> you're just kind of like totally discovering something new and then you can just it's just you know you're like making like a toolbox of skills it's like oh like right now i'm working on one that has it's a lake scene and water's really tricky but i had done one before so i was like okay i think i know how to do this so you take those things from the past and kind of implement them as you go and uh, i hope i'm improving yeah i i feel like i'm i'm pretty happy with most of the ones i've done recently and you know hopefully it keeps going in that direction so thanks you're not just doing uh, gamescapes either. You're also doing other stuff. Yeah. Like I, I clicked on your c- completed works on your gamescape, gamescapeartist.com website, uh, which you can visit right now, listeners. <laughs> Follow along. And the first one that pops up is uh, called Zion. Uh, it's a commission for someone who had recently taken a trip to Zion National Park in Utah. And I swear, I thought this was like a photograph. Like it is. Yeah, at first yeah. glance, right? <laughs> it's like. Yeah, first glance, it's like holy crap. So yeah. yeah, you're you're not just doing video game stuff; you're doing, you know, like slice of life type stuff as well. Yeah, um, that's really how it started. Honestly, like when I started painting, I, I love nature. I, I so I started just pa- painting just normal landscapes, and then the idea to the to the gamescapes came later on. So yeah, I do accept commissions for you know traditional landscapes. I guess I call them. So yeah, Zion was a. Uh, one that I did. I, yeah, there are several up on the website that you can see for sure. Yeah, the snip is another one. Uh, that's what it's titled here. Um, the snip, they, yeah. That, uh, yeah, for, based on a lake that I can't pronounce in Connecticut, and that <laughs> one blows me away. That one's crazy. Thank you, yeah. Schnipsit. It's called Schnipsit Lake. It's, uh, Man, you can't say that five times real fast without offending a church. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's incredible, and I wanted to speak to like the um, the gaming ones too, because you're you're putting a fair amount of your imagination into this, right? Because I mean, there's no scene in the game that that is that zoomed in on lava going through ice and <laughs> yeah, all these yeah. all these other things. So, I mean, this really speaks to what you can dream up from the eight or sixteen bits that you're limited to, and some of them have this uh, perfectly unsettling feel. It almost makes me think of like. This is kind of a weird analogy. I don't know if if everyone will catch this, but like the first time I saw the Neverending Story, you know the like the the tower, like the guys with the eyes, the gates that zoom the lasers mm-hmm. out, and mm-hmm. it's like in yeah. this vast desert. And it's very unsettling. Th- that part of that movie stuck with me when I was a little kid, like kind of terrifyingly, but very unsettling. And a few of these are kind of like that, like the Ease Two Chronicles, like the shot of the dark tower. 
It's mm. just like this huge monolith in the middle of nowhere. And it kind of gives me that same vibe where it's like, that's a structure that you don't mess with kind of yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> really cool, man. Yeah. Um, I th- It's a pretty common theme almost in these gaming landscapes of the tower or, you know, the bad place you got to go and deal with some bad people or whatever. And, and it is very... I think it kind of elicits a feeling of like you against the world almost. And mm-hmm. that's very relatable, I think, for a lot of people. And yeah, that that's the thing that I love doing the most. I mean, some people do commission stuff that is pretty much a screenshot. And that's fine because I'm still getting to paint something that's fun to make a little more realistic looking. But I do really kind of relish in sitting down and sketching out a totally new composition and a totally new feel for how this could look. Um, and yeah, that's, that's certainly the, I think the most fun part about it is it's the most exciting thing when I sit down and start doing a sketch and really start to see it come together. Like, oh, okay, I, I get what I can do with this. And it's, it's really thrilling, honestly. How long does that usually take you to do to, to, uh, sketch something out like that? I mean, is that is that take days? Are you, are you like laboring over it for no. for a long time, or the, does it come together pretty quickly? The sketch itself, yeah, just your what idea you the, when you come up with an idea and yeah, you know, sure. how you want to arrange stuff. Um, it can be literally twenty seconds. It can be wow, maybe an hour, but it's usually like. It, from the from the beginning, it's usually like pretty pretty clear of what I want to do because you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to have too much stuff in there, so you know you don't want to have five different elements that you're trying to cram into the composition because it's just going to be too busy and and bad. So it's it's easy yeah. to it's easy to just kind of like you know you know eliminate those kind of things. So you're left with maybe one or two things. From there, you're really just relying on the rules of composition. You know, like where things should sit. Um, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take long at all to sketch something out usually. Is there anything though that, that sticks out to you? You don't have to name names or anything, but when you got the, the idea, when, when somebody, uh, wanted you to paint something for them, you were like, Oh, how am I going to do this? (laughs) Um, that I did actually end up doing or just in general? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I see like the fallout one that you did, like this, Mm. this fellow wanted, uh, or this person I should say wanted something fallout related in their hometown of myrtle beach <laughs> yeah so it's like a washed up mask that you see from fallout with you know the mushroom cloud in the background it's really right. cool yeah but like yeah th- is there anything any request you get where it's just like man how the hell am i gonna do that like what's that gonna look like yeah um usually i'll be really honest with the people if it if it's something like that mm. it's usually the person's like I want, you know, like towers blowing up in the back and in the foreground of this and then we have a birds coming in over here and I'm just like, slow down, Charlie. <laughs> this is not going to work. It's like, because I just know when, at this point I know when, when you're going overboard and it's just going to look way too messy. And so yeah. I've never had to really paint something that's like way over the line. Um, but it's actually funny now that I'm just re- realizing this. One, the Fallout one is a great example of that. When I That was a hard one because I was like, I don't know how to paint Myrtle Beach. <laughs> like, that was the part that was <laughs> right. hard. Like, I, I think I could handle the cloud and the, and the mask and the ocean, but I was like, that's going to be rough. So I just looked at pictures of Myrtle Beach and I was like, I'm going to just kind of wing this and hopefully put a couple of 
recognizable landmarks in there and hopefully yeah. he'll be happy with it because i guess he wants his hometown blown up i don't know i mean i'm not, I'm not <laughs> even judge, not judging the guy but um but no i was gonna say the one the last piece i just finished actually i'll just say it's from world of warcraft oh and it was the most detailed piece i've done so far i think and when i first talked to the client a customer and, and they showed me the picture i was like wow that's super cool I think I can say it's it's the I guess it's called the Ice Citadel. I've never played World World of Warcraft, but it's the Ice Citadel. It's this very menacing tower, yet another menacing tower with you know a lot of greens and blues and almost like northern lights kind of stuff going on in the sky. Sure, yeah. Um and then there's a foreground with this huge bridge with ton, just tons of detail and at first I was like, "Cool, yeah, let's do it." And then in the middle of it, I was like, "Holy crap, I am like this is hard. Like it was really intense, but I knew I could do it at the same time. You know what I mean? So it, I didn't have to tell them, no, 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 you know, <laughs> take it back right. a little bit. It was, it was fine. Um, but yeah, the, mostly what happens is, like I said, if, if someone's asking for way too much stuff, I'm very quick to just kind of cut the fat out at this point and just be like, sure. no, this is how it's going to work. You're doing a lot of these, I guess not all of them, but you're doing a lot of them on stream still, right? Yeah. Uh, it just kind of goes how I'm feeling, honestly, because it's really good right now. I'm really happy that I've gotten a lot of commissions lately, so it's awesome to get the business, but it's also like once Saturday night rolls around and that's when I usually do the painting streams, I'm just painted out and I don't want to paint on stream, so I'll just play a game instead. Right. Um, so not, not recently. I haven't done a ton, um, but I'll, I'll get back to it. At some point, I think there's. Yeah, I was, I was going to add that, that feeds into some questions I wanted to ask you because, uh, I mean, obviously working on a commission, that's, that's already an element of pressure where there's expectations and money being, ex, you know, exchanged. And, and then on top of that, you add that, okay, and, and I'm also going to do it in front of like, you know, God knows how many people live yeah. on a stream. I mean, it just seems like a lot of unnecessary pressure to the whole thing. But at the mm-hmm. same time, as, as a viewer, not the person that's actually having to put the paint to paper or put the paint to canvas, <laughs> Uh, It's extremely entertaining because, I mean, Mm -hmm. you're entertaining as it is, but just seeing these things come to life is uh, absolutely incredible. But I absolutely understand that it's uh, an extra layer of burden and and, and maybe you just want to play a video game after all. But uh, (laughs) my first introduction was the the painting streams of yours. I didn't even know you played video games. I was just like, this Mm -hmm. guy paints and he's awesome. (laughs) And you did did the things on uh, YouTube where I think it was like the sped up ones where you put it all together and and put it together really fast. And I remember showing this to my wife and she was like, oh my God, this is awesome. So nice. um, It's it's a unique thing. I mean, I don't think that there's many people that are, that have even copied you on that, but it's a cool thing in gaming to see someone paint, you know, on a stream. I do appreciate it. Um, I made a rule for myself not to do commissions on streams just for that reason. Mm. Um, one, kind of mostly because I think most customers don't maybe want to see it or maybe, I mean, I like the mm. kind of element of surprise. I like for them to see it the first time when they yes. open it up. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, the pressure of doing it, you know, doing it on stream is like, I can't really paint as intensely as i normally do on the stream it's it's kind of too much to kind of juggle with the with the chat and stuff it's very fun i do enjoy doing it but i'll reserve the streams for paintings that are just kind of like oh i just want to try this or this is just you know i have done like traditional uh commissions actually for the for the streams because 
th- those people don't know that I even stream. So oh, it's right, just like, yeah. yeah, I'll just, I'll get, get some work done now. And it's usually like just the block in stage, which just means the beginning stage where I'm not hungering down and doing crazy detail just yet. It's more just like, I don't have to think too much for that stage. You know what I mean? So I can interact with the chat at the same time. Um, but when it comes down to like, okay, I'm really going to work and work out the details that are very intricate, then I just don't want to be bothered. I want to be alone and just work on it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can, uh, we can let painting sit for a bit. I think we, we got to the bottom of it, but bottom let of the it, pa- you, let uh, the paint dry <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. We, we can, we can jump into to gaming and you've been, I mean, obviously you, you stream pretty regularly and you're also very skilled at games. You're the only person on earth that I know that has finished snake rattle and roll and then bragged <laughs> about it and did it again, like just for kicks on stream. Wow. So, yeah. Not it's true. insane. That's, I mean, that's actually kind of stupid. It makes me mad actually that you can beat it. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to that, you've, you've had a wealth of games that you've beaten since we talked last. So what are some that stand out to you over the last, you know, few months? There's no question. There's one game that has tormented me over the last year or so. And that game is La Mulana. Lama. I don't know if are you guys familiar with this game? I'm not. It's it, a 2D platformer, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a retro retro style. It's a recent game, but it's like a re, it's a retro style. Yeah, uh, I'm probably I'm gonna piss off all the uh, La Mulana fans, which there are many, because I don't know so much about the game. I just know that I played the remake on Steam. Yeah, it's a 2D platformer. It's a puzzly game, but it's also a platforming game. It's a Metroidvania. You have mm. bosses. Um, it's huge, and I was put up to it by another streamer, Epic Neon Ninja Monkey, who's a friend of the channel, and he loves this game. Like, like I'm saying, like this game has a huge following. Like, if you just look it up, people go nuts for this game, and I understand it's an amazing game. When he first was like, "Oh, you should try this game. You should try this game," and I was like, "All right, looks looks cool." I started before I even started the game. I started getting comments from other people in the community being like, "Oh." Epic got to you about this game, huh? Like, oh, you're gonna do it? And I started getting nervous. Like, what is this game? Like, it has this <laughs> reputation of torture or something. I don't know. So I learned very quickly that it's just an it's a pretty obtuse puzzle game with and it's just like I said, it's humongous. Like there are there are I don't know how many different areas that you go into, but let's say at least fifteen or sixteen different areas you can go into, and they're all interconnected. It's kinda like a a take on Indiana Jones in a little bit of a way. Mm-hmm. You're like this, expl- you're, you're an archaeologist and you're looking for ruins and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's very mean. It's very cryptic. And I will say that streaming a game like that, blind especially, is really difficult. Um, yeah, I bet. It was, it was the hardest game I've ever completed, for sure. Uh, it's Did not, you... yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you did you have to uh, scold chat at all to pre- prevent spoilers? Were, were people <laughs> eager to shout out hints and stuff like that? Not scold so much. I was more scolding the game uh, and, my, <laughs> and myself and Epic, maybe. But uh, no, there were. I mean, some people would say certain things here and there. But honestly, two streams in, I secretly was like. Yes, spoil me. Tell me what the hell to do because I'm so lost in this game. And like, I mean, it's it's hard for me to describe unless you play it yourself. But it, let's just say that, um, you know, there are tablets all over the place that you read and you get these clues. So you're writing down all these clues and they're very obtuse. They could have to do with something that you can't even do yet in a 
place that you haven't even gone yet. So you just have to you have to have a kind of notebook. Let's put it this way: it took me seventy four hours to beat this game. Holy cow! But you did all that on stream, or you did you did some of that by yourself? All of it. All, all of it of on it. stream. Jeez. Wow. All of it. It took me. I started in October of twenty twenty, and I beat it. I think it was May. <laughs> And I and I do, but I did it once a week. I played it every Tuesday night for that entire time. Gotcha. You had your La Milana night. Oh yeah, yeah. That must and, have been some celebration when you oh finally beat it. Oh my god, that, it was it brought glorious. the house down. Yeah. <laughs> it, like spoiler alert for La Milana. I, I do have to tell you this. So I went through you know months and months of torture, finally getting close to the end. Finally getting close to the end. I get to the end. Of course, there's this mega humongous final boss with 48 forms right and all this freaking nonsense <laughs> and then so this is the spoiler i hope i don't spoil you guys but you have to escape at the end just like kind of like metroid right right yeah yeah i go to escape and i'm like okay i'm freaking out i'm like please i just need to get out of here and then like you asked the question like that all gamers ask if i don't get out of here do I have to fight the f- mm-hmm. entire final boss again, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, Jesus Christ, please let me get out of here. So I fi- I make it. I make it to the front door of the ruins to get out. And I see the door and there it is. And the door is blocked. You can't go out that way. You have to go through a totally secret way that you had to have picked up a clue on earlier on in the game. So I died. <laughs> so uh, like, that's brutal. Dude, Ugh. it was... I was so pissed off, like... I was at my worst on some of those streams. I'll say that right now. Like, I, I, I really try not to get too surly, you know. But it was right. You it, got. I had my moments. You do have that uh, hungry Garaya chill about you, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, it, sometimes games get the best of oh us. Oh my god, it was rough. So did you have to like? Would you have to reload a save, or did you? What? How did you uh, rectify <clears throat> that? I had to fight the boss again. I had to like I had to go to the last save. Yeah, I, I must have. I think Ugh. I I think I killed the boss probably three or four times before mm. I finally realized or was helped on where the hell to go to get out of the place. Oh man! I and that just, was like that. Uh. You got to think like this is after months of stream after yeah. stream on every stream being completely confused and not knowing what to do. Is there a time limit for you to get out of there? Oh, uh, yeah. Like is, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. I think I would hate this game. I think you might. I, I hated it. <laughs> there were moments where I really was, like, so mad. Just why did they make it this hard? Why did they do this? And not only that, like, some of the enemies are so hard. Dude, a boss took me two and a half streams to kill. Jeez, dude. Like, eight hours trying just to kill one boss. And I want to stress to folks, this is this is a guy that can just beat Snake Rattle and Roll right now. <laughs> Battle Toads, no problem. You just just roll out of, roll out of bed and beat some of the some of Rare's best games on uh, on NES. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this game actually, this La Mulana has a bit of an interesting history. It was released in the mid two thousands in Japan. Like an MSX game, maybe, or, or am I wrong? Yeah, it it was it, no, it was meant to just like imitate uh the msx aesthetic i guess mm. but uh yeah it had to be uh an english translation patch had to be made mm. uh at that time and then the game was later remade from the ground up in uh you know for the wii and uh pc and all that sort of stuff so right. yeah i guess this this game really is like a grassroots like cult classic that's kind of cool yeah i mean i don't want to poo poo it. It, it it is an incredible game like 
just looking at the remake, it's gorgeous. The backgrounds are amazing. The music is incredible. It's like, it's, it is one of the best games I've ever played. N- like, no argument. But if you're going to jump into it, just know what you're getting into. And, and <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't, like, I like to try to not use walkthroughs for games and stuff like that. But this is an exception. I would totally take some hints on this game because it's, <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. That's interesting. I, I hadn't heard of it before. And now I am on speedrun.com <laughs> <laughs> to see what the speedrun record is. 74 hours. It's also our man. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be me. Yeah, that's my run. That's my run right there. He's just that good, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, while uh, Alex looks up the speedrun, if it's even there, you also been uh, messing around with the Contra hack. Yeah. How's uh, that Revenge, going? Revenge of the Red Falcon. Have either one of you tried this out? I haven't, but I'm intrigued. I love all things Contra. Contra's a game that I can enjoy even while it's kicking my butt. I, I can't yeah. say that about every other game. Oh, it's... For me, on NES, there are like a handful of pretty much perfect games and that's one of them for sure I yeah think and i don't even consider contra a hard nes game really that one just takes a little bit of practice yeah it's really not it's it, a lot of it is just memorization and mm-hmm. yeah you got to react a little bit here and there but yeah it's, it's not so bad at all but so revenge of the red falcon is a hack that i don't remember how i heard about it but um i got an everdrive an nes everdrive and of course i threw it right on there it basically takes contra and just like it's like a counter on 5,000 steroids. You take, like, the, the, the first level itself has got to be at least six to seven times in length of the normal first Contra level. Wow. So it just, it just makes it longer, just more dudes, more running. Yeah. Oh, God. It, it's way longer, way more dudes. They shoot way faster. The sniper guys, like in the red suits, you know, the, the guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. with, oh, yeah. I hate those guys. Oh, you will hate them in this because they shoot way faster and they have way more, like, aiming trajectories of the bullets. So even if you know they're coming, you can kind of shoot at them because they're usually, like, up on a little, like, like a, a yeah. higher platform shooting down at you. If you yeah, miss just... them, yeah. If you miss them, you're dead because they're going to shoot, like... It's like they're like on a clock, you know, how like you can just like go around a radius and like wherever you go, they're going to shoot you and they're going to shoot you like with three to four to five, some, sometimes six bullets. It's totally random. So if you don't take those guys out, it's it's brutal. And if there's more than one on the screen, good luck. It's it's crazy. So do you still get the 30 lives code? I don't think so. You start mm. with eight lives and there are oh, three okay. continues, three continues. Okay. And, and because there are so many guys running around all the time, you're killing so many things, you are making a lot of one-ups as you go from the points. Oh, good. And you'll need them because yeah. it's, yeah. I'm watching a video of it, and yeah, it is just as insane as you describe it. And the fact that they cram all this into a 4-3 ratio... <laughs> You know, th- this isn't one of those like fancy ROM hacks where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do sixteen nine and you know make use of all the you know it's Contra but high de- you know right. high definition Contra. It's like no, this is like old school Contra. You are uh, yeah, the, the, you're no joke. Those uh, pain in the ass sniper dudes fire off like seven or eight shots My at fi- once, and they yeah. come fr- they come straight for your ass. <laughs> Jeez. And it, it is unbelievable. Like, this is... Okay, do you think Contra is not hearted enough? <laughs> then you need to play this this ROM hack. It's it's pretty interesting. It's incredible. It's My favorite thing about those snipers is if they're on your level and you shoot at them and, and whatever, 
you might have a reaction to jump over their bullets, which will usually work, right? Sometimes, <laughs> just out of nowhere, they'll just shoot you. They'll just shoot like seven or eight bullets in a row. So you're like in the air thinking you're jumping over two or three bullets. And nope, it's just you're going to die because now there are 18 <laughs> bullets coming toward your way. It's, it's, it's so much fun. It's, it's so I, silly, but it's so much yeah, fun. Yeah, it does look it does look fun. It does look ridiculous. Um, I love I love the random gray balls that just pop out of the background. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. and and try and bomb you it's like how in the hell are you supposed to avoid that oh my but, god uh, if you yep. want look at the last level because you know how they have those little like white spider dudes that are darting yeah, around yeah. all over the place oh my god there there have to be like five or six or seven of those things on the screen almost all the time like you have to shoot everything all the time or you're just dead. It's crazy. <laughs> what a great tagline. You have to shoot everything all the time. It's or like if you dead. lose the spread shot, you're kind of done. Like, I don't see yep. how you make it very far without it, really. Yep. Yep. And even with the spread, like, I've I've been in the last level with the spread and I'm like, okay, easy street. Nope, I'm dead. Like, one will just come out from the bottom of the screen and still just go straight up your underpants and that's it. Jeez, dude. <laughs> So fun. You're just a glutton so for punishment, man. I kind of am. Yeah. If I want to bounce. But yeah. I'm sorry. I just want to bounce back to La Mulana real quick. <laughs> the speed run record for La Mulana Classic: one hour forty four minutes thirteen seconds. Yep. Yep. They it's That's, been run at like AG, HDQ recently. Oh my god. Yeah. I I and and yeah, just looking at that game, I I just know it would make me uh rip my hair out. So. <laughs> yeah. I think I might be avoiding that one. But yeah. Anyway, going back to Contra, and this is just so folks uh, know uh, if they want to look it up or if they want to play it. This is Revenge of the Red Falcon, right? Yep. That's the name. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of Contra. That's the thing about ROM hacks is some of them are, are you know, your mileage is always going to vary a little bit. Some of them are crap. Some of them are just crude as hell. Like, mm-hmm. uh you know just just clearly just like somebody just messing around half-assed but some of them are really polished and this one definitely looks really polished especially for a rom hack absolutely yeah i mean some of them are silly like let's make it a halloween contra you know and and you shoot pumpkins out of your your (laughs) gun there's a million of those for freaking metroid and super metroid yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but no you're totally right if if you want to go if you love contra you have to try this hack. It's incredible. You're doing yourself a disservice by not playing it. This, Absolutely. This last level is, is nuts. Oh, I finally saw this dude die. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Great fun. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's eight stages, and they're all a million miles long. Damn. The, the, the snow stage is the hardest, I think. Um, it might even be longer than the first stage, and they're just, yeah, it's just riddled with those sniper guys. It's, it's, it's a marathon. Yep. Yeah, that was always my one of my least favorite stages in just regular what I'm going to call Contra Light now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine just being uh, vanilla um, Contra. Yeah, nice. uh, you've also been a little bit more of the Sega persuasion lately. You've been turning your back on us as uh, yeah. you know, retro Nintendo guys. What's up with that? Well, you're going to be thrilled to hear my take on Sega because I hate it. <laughs> no, I'm oh. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I know I'm going to get myself into trouble here. I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I got the Mega SG. Uh, I guess that was last year, which is basically like the HD version of Genesis. You can have Master System on there. And so, yeah, I started a night just to kind of dive in because I never really played Sega stuff. My best friend growing up had the Master System, 
So I had memories of like Shinobi and Space mm-hmm. Harrier. Uh, R-Type, I think, was another one that we used to play. So yeah, I was really excited because I, I dove in with Genesis. I played Golden Axe, which I love, which was a lot of fun. Uh, did Castle Illusion, which is a lot of fun. And I loved the Master System version of that. As it went on, I kind of felt like the Master System was very... It, it was more janky than NES even. Like, I know there are a lot of jank games on NES, but it just kind of felt like Master System, uh, a lot of it was in that vein, and it just kind of left me like, kind of like, I just want to play NES games, I think. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. How much experience do you guys have with, with Sega stuff? Uh, I Not have, too much. Yeah, I have a Master System, and that was a recent addition to my collection, and I don't have a mm-hmm. ton of games for it. I, first, I can't get past the box art. I feel like I'm playing something I bought at Dollar General. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, and that yeah. makes me just feel like the whole thing's cheap, even though it, I know it's not. But there's some games in there I really want to play that I haven't yet. I, re- I really want to get uh, Govelius, and um, <laughs> there might be a handful of other ones, but that's more of like a, an adventure, you know, action-adventure game. Yeah. But in general, no, I, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'm a little more of a NES diehard. But I think there are some ports for the Master System that beat out the NES. And in fact, it's funny you mentioned Shinobi because we talked about this in the intro of this episode. I think the Master System port of that is a little bit superior compared to the NES one. It's Yeah, it's great. But, it is uh, great. But yeah, yeah. And I grew up with the Genesis. It was the thing I had after the NES. I didn't have a Super Nintendo um, mm. until I got to you know college age. So, But okay. I, I just, uh, looking back, I think... I think a lot of the uh, the Genesis stuff uh, outside of Sonic that I played was too hard for me. <laughs> it's hard, right? Yeah. Like, I'd be playing some stuff on Genesis and people in the chat would be like, yeah, this is another example of like a soft Nintendo player or something. <laughs> and I was like, wow, <laughs> like they're not joking. Yeah, like really, really difficult games. Um, and I, I don't want to, again, I don't want to like poo-poo on it. Like there are some really, I think Master System has a lot of charm. I have enjoyed a lot of the games that I've played. I think it comes down to the controller as well. Like, for me, NES controller is just, you're never going to beat it. It's perfect. <laughs> right. So I always want to play everything on an NES controller, and you can't, so. Yeah, I can see I that. do like the game Zillion for Sega Master System. I thought that game was interesting. I mean, it's it, like you said, it is a bit jank, mm-hmm. but it's a, the classic uh, exploration style where you, you know, run around, get key, key cards, unlock doors, find what uh, the, you know, find out what you're supposed to do, how to unlock barriers and that sort of stuff. Um, I thought that game was pretty cool. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's few and far between. I remember Ninja Gaiden having a really good Sega Master System port. Uh, and the Sonic, The what's weird is that the, there's a version of Sonic on mm-hmm. Sega Master System, the first Sonic game, which mm. is pretty dang good. It's it's pretty, you know, it's it plays a lot more like a traditional platformer instead of you know, the crazy Twitch control Sonic, but it's mm-hmm. worth checking out just because it, it is, you know, it's solidly made. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I can't think of too many others that uh, I would want to spend a whole lot of time on. Don't play ALF. I have that game. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Oh, that man. does not have a good reputation. Yeah. I would all. say put it in for funsies. Like give it a good, ten, like 15 minutes at the end of a stream. Maybe you just beat something and you want to have some laughs on the way out. It's worth looking at because it's so bad, but uh, yeah. don't yeah. spend any meaningful time with it. Or, I mean, because that's just sad. You, you can do better. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen it enough. I I know people that speed run that game, and it's just like oh yeah, okay. you can beat it in like seven minutes, or probably <laughs> less than that. Um, I was I was able to finish it, but man, it was just more of a it, it got personal. Like I didn't really want to <laughs> commit to it until like I was like oh, okay, so now I know how to beat it. Now I guess I have to, mm-hmm. and then I suffered <laughs> through it until I did it. But it's I mean the oh it's so bad. The hit detection is just it's it's a dice roll. That's the thing, like. The hit detection, I felt, in a lot of the games was really... And I hate being like, I don't want to be the whiny guy. You know, like, these, these controls <laughs> that's, suck. That's, like, our, <laughs> that's our job. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm in your club, man, because, like, have you guys played the Wonder Boy series? Yeah, a little Any bit. Any of these games? Yeah. Oh I, yeah. Well, I played the remake. I, I spent more time with the one that was on Switch than with the original, but... Okay. I had it... Yeah, I, had, I guess I had it redeemed. I think it was... um. The Dragon's Trap, I think it was mm-hmm. the first one that I, that I played. And at first, I like, loved it. I was like, this is super cute. I really like it. A little a little farther into the gameplay, it was just like, okay, I keep knocking into everyone. Like, I'm moving too fast, and my sword is too small. And I keep knocking into every enemy that comes onto the screen. And it's kind of getting annoying, you know? And then as the game got harder, with harder bosses, it became infuriating because, like... <laughs> You keep just getting bonked around like a ping pong ball, like, and you have no iframes. So it's just like, it was very hard. And then, oh my god, the hard, probably the hardest boss I've ever played was, I think it was Monster, was it, is it Monster World 4? Or, I, I can't remember the names of these games either, by the way. <laughs> um, there's, there's a boss at the end, and you'll know if anyone's listening to this, like, you will know what I'm talking about. There's a room with a conveyor belt, and there's a, blade coming out of the conveyor belt going left and right and the conveyor belt direction keeps changing and you have to jump and hit this thing in the wall with your sword that's like the size of a nail clipper it is the most infuriating boss i've ever played so it's like you're fighting a boss in a in that jamiroquai video (laughs) (laughs) that i think is what they were trying to go with yeah even though the game came out way before jamiroquai yeah I always like looking up uh, some of the old uh, sports games I missed out on. <clears throat> you mm. know, I, I see Sega Master System has Reggie Jackson bat, uh, baseball. Nice. I did not know Reggie Jackson had a game. Huh. But um, And this is the old Reggie Jackson, not the NBA player. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it looks pretty decent i guess i mean okay. for the graphics are pretty nice even the pink pants on some of these players <laughs> is is inspired um but the fielding you know it, it looks like pitching looks like it'd be good hitting looks like it'd be it's functional but fielding looks like an utter disaster <laughs> mm. i mean it's gotta so, be it's gotta be better than nes black box baseball probably. the black box base yeah, oh, I, yeah that's that's gosh. a good point yeah yeah even though i love that game but yeah, yeah. i, I I haven't played any sports stuff, I don't think, on the Sega side. So, yeah, you're right. I should check those out. Well, you got to play, like, what is it? Like, great football and great basketball. <laughs> Fantastic, memorable titles. With that grid box art, you got to love it. Oh, gosh. Jeez. So bad. Yeah. Well, well. speaking of sports, we got to oh. bring up the, the golf tournament mm-hmm. that uh, yeah. is coming up here shortly. Heck, yeah. For those that don't know, there is a uh, golf tournament that uh, the Renaissance hosts every. Uh, is it every year? Every is it twice a it's year? Twice now? a year now, right? Twice a year, yeah. In May and November, we do it. Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm going to be in it again. I'm uh, training vigorously, 
like nice. Sly Stallone and Rocky Four. I'm, ru- I'm running up mountains. I don't know what that has to do with golf, but <laughs> it helps. it's helping me. It helps. Yeah, it, it helps mentally. It's giving me that mental strength. Mm-hmm. So when I get those OBs, nice. I, I won't be I won't be uh, completely out of it. <laughs> it. It trains your mentality, I think, to to face Toad when you go into the woods. Yes, and to deal with uh, Lazy Susan or whatever her name is. <laughs> Just well, I, I wouldn't call her lazy because she's gonna not. She's gonna take issue with that. But her name is Susan <laughs> for sure. Um, but I, I will say, uh, Snest Drunk here, Mill Fickleson has one of the few holes in one during the tournament. So look yes. out for this guy. I saw that live. Insane. If it, if it didn't go in the hole, it would have gone like thirty yards past the green. <laughs> you played so it perfectly. It was, it was a total fluke, but it was really exciting in the moment. I remember b- bothering my girlfriend about it nonstop for like the next two days. <laughs> <laughs> just what a, what a what a great memory there. You just use it to like curry favor, or just to get her to like make you breakfast in bed, or what, what happened? <laughs> Excuse me, the golf champion would like scrambled eggs and bread, please. Remember that time she'd be talking about like, uh, I don't know, like some makeup stuff or something like that. It's like, yeah, that's a good point. But do you remember that time I hit that hole in one <laughs> in feel, NES Open? I can feel do you, the eye do you roll. Remember, do you remember that? Yeah. I was thinking about changing my name, though. I might, I might uh, have to spice it up a bit. Uh, and to get some inspiration, what I did is I actually Googled uh, 1995 PGA Tour oh, nice. uh, results, and I'm, I'm seeing some names here, uh, like Fuzzy Zeller, <laughs> uh, uh, Hale Irwin. You know you want Mark Kalkovecchia. Come on. Mark Kalkovecchia. <laughs> Might have to do a, a spin on that. We've, Of course, we've got the infamous Davis Love the Third. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. One, of, one of the great names of all time. We got Bob Tway. I mean, Bob Tway wow. is the most golf name ever. Like, <laughs> it really is. is. Oh, my God. I've never heard the last name Tway in my entire life. <laughs> That's if your such last a good name point. is Tway, you play golf. Period. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm going to see uh, my uh, insurance uh, rep. Uh, my insurance rep, uh, his name is Bob Tway. Like, yeah. No, that never happens. Never Bob Tway is only a golfer. That's <laughs> that's the only way that works. So yeah, it, it is coming up. Um, I'm gonna sh- we're shooting for the November 29th to for to kick it off. So I'm just in preliminary sort of uh, organizing right now, just getting the roster together, seeing who's in, who's not. Um, and it's gonna be pretty. I'm sorry for the pun. Par for the course. I'm not really <laughs> thinking to change too much one because i'm too busy to really do too much this time but two you know if it's not broke i'm not gonna fix it it's just a lot of fun um and yeah just basically consists of a bunch of people playing nes open tournament golf which is an nes game there are three courses on the uh on the game so everyone puts in their three scores and whoever cumulatively has the lowest goes into championship sunday and and that's it but there is one change this year i'm gonna have a tournament of champions uh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. The week after the normal tournament, we'll have four people, the three previous champs, and then this new champ will face off in wow. sort of like a yeah. They'll all just play the three courses on on a Sunday evening, and uh, they're gonna see who who's gonna win the retirement cup because basically I'm gonna kick them out <laughs> after that. They can't play anymore. <laughs> You're too good. Get out of here. 
That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's cool, man. Yeah, that should that should be pay per view right there. That should be uh, get Don King to advertise that, man. That's or promote that. That's that's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, one yeah, of my favorite parts about what about the production is your commentary throughout. It makes it 100 percent worth watching because it, you're Thank you're you. riffing constantly. I don't know how you have the energy for it. I don't know how you have all of the. I mean, it's great. It's great. I would I would flame out two golfers in. But you keep it up, keep it going. <laughs> it's, I, lo- I love all the inside jokes and the fact that the there's like this lore that behind the course and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. Totally, it, it's been so much fun. A lot of it is the the people that come to watch because they they feed into it. I've riffed off of what they're saying, and then that just becomes the lore, and then we just go off on it and. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll make like a little visual about it. Like Susan, I don't even know where Susan comes from, but you know, that's how that started or the menu with all the menu items and Chip Chipperson is one guy. If you guys know Dwarven Dad, he's another streamer, really nice dude. When I first started, I was like, I'm going to do these golf sonas, these, these backstories of all these characters just to make it more fun. And he came up with this story like his name is Chip Chipperson. He's the son of Champ Champerson, who was this <laughs> beloved golf legend who died tragically in a sand trap on the course, like on the <laughs> Japanese course. I don't know how he died, but just from him doing that, we now have this thing where every time anyone plays Japan number 14, we have to stop and I kazoo <laughs> taps. Oh, love that you, you guys actually picked out a, a, a hole in a location. You remembered what it was like off the top oh, of your head. That's it, oh, yeah, it's, 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 you can see the sand trap from the satellites. It's so huge. <laughs> and he's buried out there. So I have the visual with the headstone and the, it's, ridiculous yep. it's so much fun that's incredible it's very man. emotional time when 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 we go to japan number the 14th hole Oof. japan Heavy not only hearts. it's yeah it, it hits you hard and um you know it's a tense time at the tournament you're on the back nine sure and is japan's the last course i think isn't it of the three well they can do it in any order but I'll, I'll say it's the hardest i think it's the hardest course yeah yeah so it's tense and then you've got that emotion to deal with on top of everything else so yeah put your put yourself in uh, chip chipperson's shoes when he comes around that bend he's got to play the hole where his father you know he sees his father headstone Man. that's 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 yeah to, to the works. you know the the amount of discipline it takes for him to keep it together i was gonna say though um nes open is the game but what i've been getting into lately it's been my go-to game old school game boy game it's just regular golf on game boy i think made in like 1989 i think i just played that because i got a gamecube and i got like with the game boy player in it and i played like a golf night because i had a bunch of games for it and i think i tried that one and yeah i think it was really fun yeah, it was. It's great. It's very consistent. It's very similar to the original NES Golf, and uh, but it's got all different courses, all different layouts. Um, it's only two courses. It's Japan and the U.S. and the United States course in that game is sadistically hard. <laughs> like it is just. It's way too long. The wind blows way too, f- way too much, way too fast. Uh, the mm-hmm. wind actually changes from shot to shot, oh. which is really frustrating. Um, yeah, it's a great game. I've been I've been playing that a lot, so I think that's going to help me uh, coming up uh, in the when the, when the tournament starts. Uh, but we'll see. Well, I'm going to use that now. You know that. <laughs> I'll be saying that you've been training in the in the Game Boy gym. 
and we'll see how it translates. There you go. I did shoot a 64 on the J- Japanese course without Oof. any resets or anything like that. So I'm I'm getting good at that game, but nice. uh, NES Open is still pretty tough. The NES Open has so many out of bounds. Mm-hmm. areas that really are <laughs> like if you just, all it takes is just one out of bounds and that's a that's a double bogey right there so yep. that's that's never fun if you ever want a seriously stupid challenge with a golf game try the famicom nes open tournament which i think is just called mario golf or something like that huh let me look that up it's so hard it works differently in that when you start the game you just have one course and you have to hit a certain threshold, and then it'll open up the next course, and so on and so on. I, I don't remember how many courses there are, maybe like six or so. By the time you get to the last course, one, yeah, the wind is all over the place, but there are holes that, like, don't have a fairway, almost. It's like... <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. There's, like... Please, if if you don't play, at least just look it up and just watch some of the holes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, did a, I did a bunch of streams of that, and it was always really funny but also really heartbreaking because i'd be like okay you think we're gonna do because you have to like let's say the threshold is like two under to get to the next course i'd be at like you know three under at 15 and then you'd hit this certain hole where you you know it's just an island green and the green is the size of you know the back of a turtle or something and <laughs> the wind is like nine miles an hour b- going you. left to right it's yeah. like what am i supposed to do with this there's yeah. trees in the middle of the fairways if there even is a fairway I'm yeah and you. you are correct it is called uh, mario open golf on mm-hmm. famicom mm-hmm. you will suffer man i'd love i'd love <laughs> to throw my hat in the ring this year if there's room oh my god absolutely you're in man we gotta have putts oholahan enter the enter the race <laughs> He will be the Bob Tway of this tournament, I think. Bob Tway. That's right. <laughs> we need to we take up the mantle of Bob Tway. I mean, come on. Putz O'Holahan. I've been sitting on that name for years. We're going to use it. We're going in hot. I'm excited. Love it. That's awesome. He's a putz, but he's pretty good. No, you know what's what's interesting? Uh, being, uh, being the NES aficionado that I claim to be, uh, I have not spent a lick of time with NES Open Golf, so this will be... Uh, a month of warming up for me. Let's see if we can get it going. Let's see if we can not finish last in the first tournament for Putz O'Holohan. I can't wait. Um, I expect big things from you. Yeah, uh, so do I. And you got to come up with don't. the backstory. He needs something going on that that uh, makes him who he is as oh, a yeah. man. Yeah, we're going to have a full backstory. It's 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 coming. It's coming. All right. Yeah. Uh, good to hear. But yeah, Ren, thanks for putting that on, man, because that is honestly one of the highlights of the year. Yeah, it's yeah, super fun. fun. I love it. So I, I guess before it. we close it out here, I wanted to ask if you're still, because uh, we know you're a man of many talents. We've talked about the painting. We've talked about how you can beat Battletoads in your sleep. Do you still make music too? Yes. Um, I'm actually uh, on the cusp of releasing the most ridiculously large video um, I've ever done. So if you're familiar with the, the sort of music covers that I've done, like from gaming tunes on mm-hmm. piano and guitar and stuff like that, um, I was doing a bunch on the guitar once the pandemic hit because I wasn't getting to the studio anymore where the piano was. And I started kind of dabbling with multi-layered doing, like, in the song. Like, so, like, you know, recording three to four different layers of the song and then put editing it together. So it's a it's a thing that I've wanted to do for a very long time, and that's basically take a game's OST and basically play the whole soundtrack 
with different layers for each tune. Oh, Provides some some video to it. I'm not going to say the game yet because I kind of like it to be a little secret, but it's a game that I love. Uh, I absolutely love the soundtrack, and I've been working on it since, like, May, honestly, like, when I started recording the actual music because what I'm doing is I'm recording the music, and then I had to kind of mix that, and now I'm I'm doing, like, the actual video recording of me playing the the guitar and you know so i like i have to sync those up with some gameplay in the background and some fun editing to it so i'm hoping it'll be done in the coming weeks so awesome. it, it's it's nes open golf isn't it that's the soundtrack <laughs> you picked. i can't timing would work say out. i will that, not that say. opening theme that's like <laughs> well i have the i have the kazoo version of that for the tournament i don't know if you've heard it but oh, that's uh, right yeah that's how i start each each uh stream for that that's great so great yeah. yeah so where can people find your music online um this kind of stuff is just on my youtube channel if you just look up oh, okay. renaissance yeah i have a whole playlist of it's called vg strings vg keys that's a whole playlist um Gotcha. Uh, so this video, this video, I don't. Uh, it'll be in that playlist, but it'll just be on the main stage too. Okay. Gotcha. I do, I do do normal music too. Like I've been in bands, and I've and I do have an EP out, which is if you just Google the Sleep EP, so the Sleep and then e, because this is an EP, uh, you can find me there. That's actual music that I've recorded and and written uh, a couple years ago. And yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Or just come by a stream, and I'll kazoo you something if you like. Kazoo it up. Yeah, man. man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing everything. You got I your hands in a bunch of pots, buddy. I got to keep things interesting. You know, I get bored very easily, so <laughs> that's how it is. Right on. Well, as always, we're always looking forward to whatever you're coming out with next, whether it be painting-wise or beating some incredibly hard game in front of a bunch of people or putting on a <laughs> golf tournament or making music, so you definitely keep us guessing. So, yeah, we appreciate you taking the time between doing all that to stop by here and checking in. It's been a pleasure, guys. And again, thank you so much for having me back on. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the golf tournament. All right, everyone. That's been another Drunk Friend Podcast. And hey, guess what? You can reach out to us with questions or comments at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We'll respond here or read it eventually. Go to polymedianetwork.com if you want to hear more podcasts from us or our crew. We have Tales of the Lesser Medium, Petey's Power Hour, Polykill, Andy Quest, and more. If you're not interested in sending an email, no big deal. Just give us a rating and review on the podcast app of your choice. That's going to help us out. You know how it's going to help us out? It's going to help us out big time. Big time. You can find us all on social media, of course. On Twitter, I'm at TravPlaysGames. You can find Alex at SnestDrunk and, and Ren is at the Renaissance. The R-E-N-E-S-A-N-C-E. Yeah, it's Renaissance, but with the N-E-S mm-hmm. in it. You know, get That's it. A nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very clever. Mm-hmm. As always, the music you heard in the beginning and can hear right now is composed by our friend Coolor. The track you hear is called Electric Star Bounce, and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. And a shout-out to Josh Flesley for our thirst-quenching logo. Be sure to catch us all on YouTube or Twitch. And thanks for listening. And I screwed up the line that I always say, and I managed to fuck it up. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. How about that? How about that? How about that shit? Thank <laughs> you.